All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Everybody, welcome to the show. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York, Bobby Ryan, coming in hot, always proudly presented by Botano. Uh, good morning, fellas. It's nice to see you all chipper, just like uh, all the Sens fans are today. Oh, that's a tough start. <laughs> Come on. Don't we have to have some fluff first, like a little bit of fun for five minutes, right? Well, it seems to be getting more serious, but okay, Yorkie, just, just so we're clear, I... I figure if you're in the show these days, all we're going to end up doing is having some kind of gif instead of your face on the show after yesterday. Well, come on. We got to have a little fun. Like we're getting near the holidays here. And by the way, it's, it's not, it's not bad Christmas sweater day yet. Wally. Like we're, we're safe. We're saving this for like, Bob's got his coming in the mail. Mine's ready, but it's not today. What what is that thing you're wearing? I'm I'm glad somebody else brought it up because I was gonna I was gonna wow. I have that I have that sweater in a couch. <laughs> well, for the money you're spending on real estate these days, I bet you it's a good couch. Um, where's your you gotta you gotta get the where's the pipe? That's like a smoking sweater. This this is this is awesome, my. I'm going to say, like, I was going to say, my mom sent it to me. But you know what? I went and bought this with my wife. 
she, you know what? she allowed me to buy it. So don't drag, don't drag Lisa into this. I was just gonna say we used to make fun of Neeler for the way he dressed. Sometimes he'd be like, My daughter bought me this, and you're like, You can't do that. Now can't I feel terrible for chirping a seven-year-old. Oh. So, uh, we can't do that to Lisa. See, oh. I'm safe. No. I, wow. I thought I thought you guys this I'm very fashion forward. I think that's why you guys are jealous. You're both Extremely. monotone. As 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 our good friend Zinger said, you dress like a sixty year old man. <laughs> well, we're gonna send Zinger, Zinger a picture of this sweater and ask for a chirp, and it'll come back before the end of the show. That's the best part. He, he probably okay. has one in his closet. Okay, while we're while, while we're off the rails here a little bit before we get into the doom and gloom, I know you've got a special present you're gonna show everybody later too, Wally. What? You're so proud of it. Don't no, no, save, save it, save it. We had a little fun. Bob, by the way, you're welcome. I took you off the email string on Twitter yesterday. You were getting hammered with gifts, weren't you? <laughs> My, like, <laughs> through the roof. But um, thank you for taking me off. But I, honestly, I saved so many just to use for everyday conversation. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of pumped. So, so good. I, this is what happens when your kids are, are older and you don't have to go to the rink anymore and do stuff. You get bored. So yesterday I threw it, threw it out there. I'm like, send me your best holiday gift, gift of your current sins mood. And I love, okay. You guys have seen a Christmas story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ralphie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Remember the kid in the giant snowsuit? He, the mom gets him dressed in the morning and he can't get up. So, like so he's lying man. in the He's lying in the snowbank. Kids are all going, this guy can't get up. I can't get up. So that was mine. I got the ball rolling. And we had some great gifts here, Wally. Well, this, this is from Bad Santa, I think. What a that great movie saying. Bad Santa is. Oh, great. <laughs> I'd have to say that's right up there with best best holiday classics. John, I think if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure if this was going to be PC enough to come. Uh, include, <laughs> but <laughs> but I saved it. <laughs> well, that's one of your favorite movies of all time. That's isn't it? Such a great movie. I, it, and I I'm with you, Bob. You, I'm never quite sure, but I'm like, well, if they made a movie around it, it must be okay. Um, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. He's from the south. Say Pole. we're not getting the bounces one more time, Sens fans, and then of course he comes across the table. You're, so an, you're an angry little elf. <laughs> I've already watched that three times in the last two weeks. It's always on. You can find it anywhere. Groundhog Day, very underrated co uh, comment here. I think a lot of Sens fans after that last game felt like getting in the tub. And <laughs> remember Bill Murray tried, could try to kill himself. What's the toast? So good. Oh, Pino Pasqua. This one's pretty fun. I was trying to remember what movie this was from. Or it's just a gift, just a guy in the snow going through the hole. This is great. I wish we could get our gift to work here because the guy just disappears. Is that where he jumps hole. in? Like straight yeah. In. yeah, I saved that one too. Straight <laughs> down. But uh we had to we had to pick a winner, and this was my winner. Bob, you still gotta watch this Christmas vacation. One of the best watch, I watch it with Lindsay's parents. Like that's the deal that I've cut. But at the same time, every time I see something like this, I just think of Clark MacArthur when I pulled up in the RV <laughs> at his house and he actually was standing outside. He goes, shitter's full. Like, <laughs> so, um, I, I have to, I have to see this movie. So good. Well, that, and that's basically go back to that. Go back to that one, Gavin. 
That, that was my favorite, Derek. Great job on that one. Basically, another season down the shitter. We're not there yet. We're not there. We're getting close, though. We're getting close, but that was that was good. And then uh, old classic here. When were the peanuts? There's a little there's a little coming in hot trivia. Was it 1960s, 1970s? John, John Hold on, there was a Steve. website for it, eh? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Though, you know, hopefully that's not the case too, where everyone's saying good grief after uh, after December. So but, yeah, thanks, thanks but, everybody for sending those gifts, and that was a lot of fun yesterday. Uh, it was, but unfortunately, Yorkie, some of us had to do the show, so I didn't have all the time that you seem to be able to have to do this. Um, mm -hmm. With that being said, uh, there's a little bit of concern but this happens after every loss uh, so do we want to handle the dj or the game or the tim stutzla or the penalty shot any of that stuff first or does it matter it, it's all all right we'll do overall sentiment <laughs> okay because so after a win everybody's like okay we squeaked through let's see if we can build some momentum we try to get on board with that and then they do the carolina game now let's keep in mind carolina still considered a Stanley Cup contending hockey team. I, I know they're in a slump, but this is still a very, very good hockey team. Mm -hmm. uh, but they they just looked uninspired, unenthused. All those words we've used before, and we keep saying that, well, it's just they're, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. They're not there. That's the frustrating part. So now everybody's just down of like, all right, here we go again. We expect to lose another seven, never, another seven straight in a row. I don't know it's that bad, but I don't know I don't know how we get going here. Why can't we build some momentum, maybe? Let's start there. Well, I still think they have momentum. Uh, From what? They had one of the worst periods they've played all year in the second. I, I think they <laughs> dropped the clunker after winning three straight against three hard teams. Like they they I did not take Carolina yesterday. I chose to ride with the boys. I th um I thought that they were going to build. You're right. I'd rather them drop a clunker and get right back on the wagon and come back and play inspired hockey for this road trip than lose a tight game and feel like they're right there. Like, but they said that anyway, so that's part of it. But I would rather see a really bad game in the midst of a winning month than losing a tight one. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes sense. But I would sure. I'd rather yeah, I'd rather them drop a dud. Lose to a team that we had already mathematically thought in our minds that they're supposed to lose to and go on and have a good month. They have that opportunity still. It's not it's not away from them to go do that. Have a good road trip. So, have you Drop looked it, at dude. the teams they're playing? Hey. Have you looked at the teams they're playing? Uh, how about the oh, yeah, timing, no, too? No, they're in one. I like how you started off. I'd rather them drop a deuce. I, I thought you were going to say drop a deuce. <laughs> done, yeah. done, yeah. Three, again. <laughs> three of the five teams are legit Stanley Cup contending uh, teams. Uh, I, You can argue that this whole month is that, you know, aside from Detroit um, and maybe Pittsburgh at this point, but the, like, look at the, look at this month. It's an insane yep. month. I can't wait till the 27th. That's gonna be a good game. Um, but, but this is going like, this is St. Louis tough... back to back at Dallas. Yeah, and, and St. Louis is gonna be playing a little differently with a new coach, right? So um, and we'll get to that with lock uh lock of the day. We might as well just tie it at that point. But yeah. but yeah. that's an this is an interesting game for sure. I'm concerned, boys. I'm concerned. It it, it would be one thing 
you dropped basically two duds pretty, you know, with, within a week and a half. Like, like that Columbus game should have been in the bag. You're up in that game. You ended up blowing the lead. They ended up then. They, then they figure things out and they start playing. The thing that the thing that sticks out for me in in this current in this in this latest loss is they were getting really good goaltending at the beginning. I thought Corpusala was playing really well, but then the mistakes they were making in the game. You you can't make those types of mistakes at this time of year. Everybody sometimes gets beat one on one. Everybody sometimes makes mistakes. It's a game of mistakes, right? Bob, we've, how many times have you heard this one? The, the team that makes the least amount of mistakes usually wins. But the mental error, like Carolina, basically, here's the game. And if you were, if you were a Carolina fan, you would say, look at this. You just you, you took a too many men on the ice penalty. Then you took a puck over the glass penalty. And basically, Ottawa had all the momentum going, and the power play just shit the bed. Horrible. But not only, not only that, then they went on to take like the chances they gave up the, the, the one goal where like it's a two on oh like a two on oh or the right. breakaway, like, like right in front of the bench and, and guys are like, and they were playing their, the way they're playing their high system a lot better. They had that, they had that third man high up by the D it was working great. And all of a sudden they went away from it, but it's the little mistakes. And here's, here's, here's an example for me. And I, I want to pick on Jacob Bernard Docker, but I'll point this out. You're not going to win in the NHL when you have him in your first pairing right now. You're not. You're not. Like no no other teams are, and that's 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 what just shows you when somebody gets hurt, the depth just not there and other guys aren't stepping up. And that's not fair for Doc. He's just a young guy that that's starting out his career, but when you get your stick lifted that easily in a game and yeah. little other plays, I was watching Brandstrom just not making good decisions with the puck. Their whole decor had a really tough night. So, but it's the Should, mental mistake. It's the, me- it's the radar here, but like that change was all world. I know <laughs> on the one goal, like that's an all world change. If I'm the guy stepping on the ice, getting that minus, I'm, I'm livid. But, but think livid about this for, it. think about this for a second. I threw this, I threw this stat out during the game. If you take Ottawa centers right now, which is which is Stutzla, Norris, uh, my 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 boy Rourke, and then you got uh, Ridley Gregg. They've got roughly four hundred and it's around four hundred and sixty games played as a group, as a total group. They're playing against Carolina. I'm not even going to count Jordan Stahl because he doesn't count. He's over twelve hundred games. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so I'll just take Sebastian Aho. The guy's already played more career games. Then all the senators' centers put together. So take that ex- inexperience, and then mix in a Jacob Bernard Docker playing in your first pair, a smallish Eric Brandstrom out there killing penalties, um, and the rest of the D that are made. It's like, how are you supposed to win with such a green lineup? And I think, I think we're all guilty of overestimating where this senators' team was going to be this year. And people will say, well, that's because Pinto's hurt. Well, Pinto's a pretty green too. Like he's a. Suspended. They're just so. I know, but if he was no, on this current roster, that's yeah. Sorry, suspended. That's just another guy. Like they're just they're just not there as far as experience. Okay, but other annoying. teams go through go through injuries all the time. Like the Carolina it's Hurricanes are down it's, guys. It's, it's not injuries, Wally. It's 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 down the middle. I, no, no, I, so, I understand your point, so but young. you can't use injuries ever in the National Hockey League. Either you have the talent and depth, or you don't. 
And this is another glaring example of they don't have the depth to fill in for these voids. Jacques, uh, so, uh, so Jacques Martin brought up a great, I know we were going to use it later, but he, he called the group unprofessional. You don't, you don't, you don't come into the NHL and be, and learn. It takes a while to learn how to be a good pro. It takes a while, and I just find some of these guys aren't there yet. They're just not there. I I I just I I don't disagree with that at all. I actually, what do you think the timeline to learn how to be a good pro is? I think it's different for everybody. Like Brady walked into the room, and you're like, that guy's a captain, right? Like you just knew that. Mark Stone, you just knew that. And then I played with guys where you're like, they're never going to get it. So what do you think the timeline is? Because for me, it was always two years where like you have like where they would come to me and be like, this, this is a young player that needs help. Colin White was one of them. Yeah. And, and Whitey learned it, but you, you have to be hard on them as an older guy. And then you have to coddle some others and you have to teach them things. The timeline's different for everybody, but what do you think the generic timeline Two hundred games. Yeah, I I would say under that. But but, but the, here's what there's long, a caveat little, to that little, though. Little longer for D. Little longer for D. No, no, Fair. that's about that's about playing the game. He's just talking about being a pro. The one thing I would say though, it depends who you're surrounded by. If you're surrounded by a bunch of guys who are all in the same boat who have never won, yeah. then it, it's going to take you longer. If you go into that's, Tampa's hmm. locker room, you might be a year or a season. The Ottawa Senators, outside of Claude Giroux, which they only had yesterday, have been a guy here or there. They don't know how to win. They don't have enough of those guys to teach them. Uh, they don't have the Mark Stone anymore, Zach Smith, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, those guys in the locker room to teach them. That's what they need. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take uh, Tom- yeah, I'll take Thomas Shabbat, for example. Everyone, He's never really played with a legit defenseman when he came in, that's way better than him and has way more experience and that could show him this is the right way to play. I know there's maybe a few arguments, but not... I'll give you an example. When I came into the league, I, a little bit unfair, I learned from a guy named Brad McCrimmon who was played so many playoff games. He was so good. Once well, he ended up being a great coach. I had Paul Coffey there. I had Nicholas. Like, just guys that... I just... It's unfortunate a guy like Shabbat never really... Because you build a culture, right? So it's yeah. just like, it's like Jeru's. I think Jeru's great for a guy like Tim Stutzla and, and Tim Stutzla. I, I think what we talked about this before the season, guys, he was so good last year. Everyone was all pumped up. Look, he's going to be even better this year. And he's going to, he got 35 or whatever goals this year. He's going to get 40. I'm like, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes here. Now this year, he's going to see all the other teams, top pairing D and people are going to be ready for him. It's, it's, it's it's tough to do it once. It's even tougher to do it again. I was gonna say it's 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 easy to do it once when you're that talented. It's very hard to sustain that. So um it it's it's pretty mind boggling that we were like we're undersold on a player that good, <laughs> right? Like <he's, laughs> you know, he had a tough night the other. He he hasn't looked himself for a couple games. Um he look hurt, Bob. Looks hurt. Yeah. Looks hurt. Yeah. Um, don't know. He's, he's, he's kind of got to stop the dramatic stuff. Right. For me, do you understand? You, you know what I'm saying? Where he's every, everything that happens seems so dramatic that we're talking. It's like you're watching the feed and it's Timmy's really hurt, but he's back the next shift. Like 
as he gets older and matures, like that kind of stuff will die down. But I think he needs to bring that down a level. Um, yeah. Because when you do that, you don't get to fly under the radar. And that's what the best players want to do. They kind of want to fly under the radar. Um, <laughs> and he's not getting the benefit of that right now. But I think other teams know that if you want to beat the Sens, you, you shut down Stutzla's line and you have a very, very good chance. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. It, it, and like, yeah, he's played the most out of any senator right now in their lineup. I think people have to remember, and people, oh, you're making excuses. You can't teach experience. And at age 21, if you take any star player or going to be a star player and look at when they were 21 years old, what was going on for them in the league, it's a lot of ups and downs. There's a, there's a lot of bad body language. There's a lot of getting frustrated. And like he's the go-to guy down the middle now. And like I said, it's it's it's, it's a hard league. It's a hard he's, league. He's trying too hard. He's, he's, he, Wally, he's forcing, he's forcing things yes. that aren't there. So he's running into the <laughs> linesman. He's running into his own players. He's yeah. all, he's just all over the ice. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I would pay to watch Tim Stutz the play oh, right 100%. now. I just don't like his game because he's forcing everything to try and win. I, I don't believe it's in a bad place for him or it comes from right. a bad place. Yeah. I think he's just trying to will this team as much as he can. Hundred percent. I, I agree. And he's given he probably that. a green light for that. Yeah, he's got too much leash. Like, yeah, and it's hard to say that because you you want to give him as much leash as you can to be the player that he needs to be for the team. But when it gets to the point where, like you said, he's running the linesman, he's running like he's he's overdoing it, and that's that's the problem is where you need to rein in your best player. For trying too hard. Yep. Yes. That's because you didn't surround him with the right people to take that off of his plate at some nights. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I think totally about this, agree. Like, I agree with you. He, he reminds me. Of, he reminds me of the guy that's stick handling so much. He's everybody would joke. You're we're gonna wear the logo off the puck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I feel like. So here's this is the situation. You have a coaching staff where they're all on one year deals. They're under so much pressure. You're in a you're losing by two goals. You head into the third period and you're like, probably should sit him down right now because he hasn't had a good night. But if we want to get back in the game in this third period, I look at the end of the bench, Rourke Sharche. <laughs> uh I, I and, and then at Ridley Gregg's Rourke out of this. Ridley Gregg's taken two bad penalties tonight already. Uh Josh has been Josh had a pretty good you know, that might have been a situation where I really ride Josh and that and I say, you know what? Josh, you're going every second shift down the middle. Let's see. It's it's time for you to, you know, get those that get those two guys, uh, maybe I, battling each each other a little bit, right? I actually thought Josh was was very good, um, he, especially in the I, first. I, I, I wouldn't say that about anybody, hundred percent in the game, but I thought that he was very good in that game. His his compete level was good. Like he, yeah. he was actually take the power play out of it. Cause that was a, that, that was a disaster. The way that what did he say? He, he goes, what that he was, say? he just said it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> my language, but um, I thought Josh was very good. Five on five. Yeah. And I do have to, uh, um, I, I, oh. I cannot believe that Ryan Dezingle got back to me at six o'clock in the morning, his time Wally about the sweater. And I want to take a, just a brief <laughs> second. Yeah, uh, no, really. Let's where uh... I snapped the picture and it says, what do we think of Wally's sweater? And he goes, 
guy used to have style. It must have had the lights off getting dressed this morning, and it reminds me of something a jobless Pierre Dorian would wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. Zinger uh, taking a shot. Oh, boy. A great chirp. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I like I, it, though. I don't – tell him to go back to bed. <laughs> Done. Uh, wow. Okay. Make sure he's he's moved down the list of guests now. Okay. Um, you brought up you've brought up so there's a lot of points I want to get to. One is obviously coaching. Two is uh, the power play. So let's let's just get to the special teams and we'll get uh, moving on. I'm not even I don't even want to comment on his tweet or in his text. Uh, this show uh, proudly delivered by DoorDash. Uh, Santa just around the corner. Don't stress about buying the gift and waiting in long lines. Just open up the DoorDash app. And from the comfort of your couch, order what you want, when you want, from where you want. Uh, with Double Dash on DoorDash, you can order multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees, so everyone can get what they want and need. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off, zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's all uppercase letters. That's 25% off, $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. Here is those special teams numbers you guys are talking about. And the last game was horrendous. But the in the first 11 games, the power play was 22.9%, 11th overall. In the last 12 games, it's 12.2%, uh, 16th. The PK, though, we kind of ignored the PK a little here. Their PK is 29th at 71% in the last 12 games. That's, I think, a big problem. Did you pick a picture of Chucky laying out to me? Is that what we're looking at? Uh, just the only one I could find with the Carolina Hurricanes in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, their, their power play, for whatever reason, is horrendous at home. They're better on the road. Mm -hmm. um, statistically, I think... I think there's a comfort level at home that sometimes you 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 have, and they've been they've been better on the road. Um, I don't know whether that's uh, but, mental. But you're supposed know. to wait, you're supposed to be good at home. This is supposed to go the other I, way. I, no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's wrong. Um, they look disorganized. They look disinterested. They look like they're trying to force plays. Um, and and they're just not they're not getting set up. Do you find that Yorkie? Like they're not, they're not setting up as efficiently as they have in the past. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that a big problem is that um, say what you want about Shabby. Like he, he takes a beating sometimes, but I, I think he's so important for that power play. I really do. Just the way he moves the puck, the way he moves defenders um, with his eyes, they don't have that right now. And it's, it's hurting. If you, if you watch how, and Jake Sanderson is, he might be Ottawa's most explosive skater, right? Mm -hmm. If you watch how Sanderson skates the puck, he skates in straight lines. Like it's, yeah. he's like a, he's like a, he's like a, he's like he hit the nitrogen on a race car. And he's like, boom. But I don't, I don't care how fast you are. Good forwards know how to angle you in the NHL. The thing that makes Shabby so good is he skates in a snake pattern when he has the puck. Yeah. So when he comes up the ice like that, he makes it really tough for forwards to get an angle on him, and that and thus that that, that helps because you have to, you have to have a little bit of deception when you're carrying the puck in the NHL. Guys will angle you off; they'll pinch you off. So shabby, he makes it look easy. Carries the puck, kind of meanders up, changes speeds. Sanderson, Sanderson never really changes speeds. He's just he's he's Mach nine. 
So that's that's what yeah. people take for granted, Bob. To your point, that's what people take for granted about Thomas Shabbat. His deception when he carries the puck, it's just it's effortless, and that would help. I agree. That would help them get in the zone because that was part of the problem against Carolina. They were getting snuffed out of the blue line all the time. Every time, like couldn't get yeah. it in. Couldn't get in. That so, used to be their. That was their bread and butter. Their entries uh, last couple of years. Like, remember we used to talk about they get in the zone so easy. They make it look easy. Now it looks tough. And I, I agree. I think Shabbat's big reason. Uh, yeah. Just before you go any further, Ottawa's power play at home, twenty fourth on the road, fourteenth. Uh, their penalty kill today as they enter the game against the St. Louis Blues, ranked thirty first overall. Tough to I- win hockey games. I'll, um, I'm going to defer to York on the penalty kill. Cause I, I killed penalties for a spell. I wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't great at it. Um, and, and the, for the period of time I did was because, uh, Rob Cookson actually came down and said, do you think you could kill? I said, yes, it's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> not get scored on. It's not that hard. Just put your stick in a lane and make them shoot from the outside. Like that's right. That's so, yeah. um, it wasn't that easy. I found out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think it's that easy. But no, it really isn't. But do they make it look hard? Like, man, do they make it look hard, Yorkie? So I'm going to defer to you on what you players are walking down the slot against the penalty. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. That's not supposed to happen. I don't know if it's systematic. I don't know if it's the wrong players. But it's... You have to, if you're another team playing the Senators and you go in the power play, you're salivating right now. It's not, that's Which annoying, is, isn't it? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, uh, I just, like and I don't hungry, get it. A hungry butcher's dog just drooling at the, <laughs> just a, waiting for a big piece of meat. I've never heard uh, that before. That's a phenomenal, yeah. Oh, uh, I played with a guy. Uh, we're going to have him on the show, Sean McCarran. You'd like him, Bob. Just a great, he's an American guy. You guys would have got along great. Love to just give it to guys in the dressing room. Yeah. McCarran, when he retired, bought a boat. He lives up in Marblehead, uh, Massachusetts on the water. When he scored his first goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins, is it, who was, who was, uh, is, is it Jim Lang that did the uh, color there, Wally, for the Penguins forever? The guy Michael Lang. The, Michael Lang. He used to have the best goal calls. So when McEachern scored his first NHL goal, the goal call was, and Sean McEachern scores his first goal, and he looks like a butcher's dog. <laughs> like just uh, <laughs> like so uh, happy, right? Um, so anyhow, he, he, got, he got a boat. He got a boat. And, you know, you have to name your boat. He named his boat the butcher's dog. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, yeah the butcher's oh, I dog. So I love that one. But so for the PK, well, who do they generally – I'm more concerned with their four-on-four play, to tell you the truth. Watching that, they they, they had no idea what to do four-on-four. Like, I know you got to kind of play man-on-man, but there comes a time when you have to make a situation when you see one of your players get beat. And on that one goal, when Stutzla doesn't take a good angle out to the point, Brandstrom's in front of the net. And you can watch the other Carolina forward go out to outside of the slot. And Branstrom follows him, mm-hmm. leaves the front of the net. And sometimes you just got to say, oh, shit, my forward's been beat. I'm going to go at this guy. And at the last minute, I'm going to go down. And I'm going to at least lie out and try and block the shot. I'm not going to let this guy walk right down mainstream and go score. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you, 
this is, and this is the thing what I always say about structure and systems. You have your structure. I hate that word. You have your systems, but you also have your hockey sense. Yeah. And this is where the sends make mistakes. When it comes time to use your hockey sense and make a decision, they don't make good ones. And and then and then and then you see these glaring opportunities happen. That's what you're watching in four on four. Guys just making bad reads and just they always say when shit hits the fan, get stack the slot, stack the slot. If 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 it compress, right, Bob? House. Go to the house. Go to the house. I'll let you finish your thought, but four on four hockey is supposed to be man on man high, zone low. It's not hard. So, like, if you don't know what to do, and, and a lot of times you wouldn't think this, but NHL players will get confused. Don't move. Don't get out of the front of the net. Don't. Yes. Do you know who so, broke and, it down for me better than anybody? And now he's, I actually think he would be a very good head coach that I played with is Chris Kelly. Um, <laughs> It's funny you said him. Go, yeah. And it's funny that you like, you talk about things stick with you after your career or things that um, you carry on through your career. He said it so simply one time when we were in a meeting and we were watching video and there was, I don't, I, I don't think the whole team was in there. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but I'll never forget how it registered with me. When shit hits the fan, just go home. <laughs> and, the, and, and, and he's like, somebody that you're supposed to be covering is going to circle right back into your area. So if you feel yeah. like you have nobody, wait a second and yeah. pick up the next thing. And the sends and like, I, I remembered it. I still remember it. The sends don't do that. They just start, they just walk, they, they just start moving and going anywhere. Like the Brandstrom is a perfect example. If he had yeah. just imagine that, just go home and stay home. And yeah. it's not hard. <laughs> ET go home. Another, <laughs> it's yeah. I was thinking it's funny you just said Chris Kelly's name as I'm I was thinking about the Sens and if they eventually make some 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 moves, some coaching moves. I was the Sen, if I was Steve Stales, I'm tampering right now with Chris Chris Kelly. <laughs> no, I am, I am, I am. Well, this, you can't if, if, tamper. If, Don't they've can, learned wait a sec, they can't afford any more draft picks. Ah, you just have one of the players, whatever. Guys know him. If, if you if you look at what's if you look at what's missing, if you if you look and I've if you look at what's missing down the middle, again, why do you think Rourke Chartres is on the team? Because he's the closest thing to Chris Kelly that they have, but it's not like it just takes like again, Kells didn't come into the league and automatically become a grid defensive player. It took a while. He learned the game. And he then, played a while in Belleville or Binghamton too. Like he I think played four years he, in the minors. He, he perfected his craft. I'll give you another good example. Older guy played with Bobby, Sean Van Allen. Okay. Sean Van Allen led the minors in scoring. Guy lit it up. Great offensive player. But you said it earlier. Great offensive players can play defense if they if they set their mind to it. And Vanner had a really long career taking faceoffs and just learning to be a trusted, really good defensive center. That's what Kells is, and I think he would be invaluable to this group uh, of just of little things and like a little conversation with you, right? As a player, Bob, yeah. just, just go home. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, Boston's like, penalty kill, by the way, first overall in the league, first overall at home, eighth yeah. on the road. Surprise, surprise. Boston. Like, yeah. Surprise, surprise. I I would get, yeah. that's the guy I'm looking at, man. Former Sen. Thought you he wanted would, John Gruden. Yeah. To run okay, the but D. wait, wait a second. Still... Gruden's is running my D. Kells is running okay. my forwards. We can move on to the coaching stuff. I, but we haven't fired anybody yet, so we can't hire anybody. So let's just wait a sec. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> coaching coming up. Uh, this show proudly presented by the uh, Battle Axe Throwing. Um, battle, sorry, Battlegrounds Axe Throwing, as we like to say. It's safe, it's fun, it's great for a party event or just something to do. It requires no practice. Just come to Battlegrounds, sorry, Battlegrounds Axe Throwing Facility and the coaches will show you the ropes and show you how to hit the target safely. For, uh, fun for the family as well as the kids, 12 and up. They can throw with a guardian. To find a location and book your event, go to battlegrounds.com, B-A-T-L grounds.com. Uh, safe and easy. 2016, 2615 Lancaster Road, out near the Science and Tech Museum in Ottawa. Guarantee a good time at Battle Axe Throwing, where your safety is a priority. Secure your holiday party booking now, or date night, Yorkie. Ooh, date night. I'm up. Uh, as always, our show is brought to you by our partners over at BEI, Bonisher Excavating uh, Heavy Civil General Contractor in both the public and the private sectors. Uh, you can find them at BonisherExcavating.com or give them a shout at 613-432-1120. So when planning your next project, consider BEI for all of your aggregates, aggregate, excuse me, supply needs, uh, including equipment rentals, hot mix paving, concrete move, uh, formwork. They move stuff. BEI is helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. And as always, uh, slow down at construction zones and free hockey Friday. So go get hired and uh, free ice. Ice is not cheap. So, so, go, so go get it. And I'm allowed to I'll, skate too. I'll get back to that in a sec. But one more uh, here from our partner, Charm Diamond Centers. All right, gang, listen up. It's time to learn the pro pose. Coach, bend and snap. Beautiful form. Nice arm extension. Facial expression. I could use some work. All right, let's see it. The pro pose. What's that guy doing? I think that's the bend and snap. That's a whole different deal. Mm. Charm, home of the pro pose. Oh! <laughs> uh, back to BEI for a sec. I just spoke to. Uh, Mark Enright, the president, and said, hey, Bob's interested. He said he'd bring his gear up. And Mark went, really? He's like, if you let us know, we will make a day of it. Nice. All in. Totally I'm excited. In. I'm in. So, I will absolutely dust. I, I'll sharpen my skates for that one. It's been two years since they've been sharpened. <laughs> I will absolutely sharpen my skates to get out there with the fellas. What do you they, think? Uh, the January, February? Well, I think Bob also has to do four hours on the excavator, so I will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so the DJ stuff. I, this keeps all right. So this keeps coming up in the chat, or sorry, on Twitter and whatnot. Just fire DJ, get it over with. What is Michael Landlauer doing? I can't believe they haven't done anything. So we asked for a new. I just want people to be patient for a sec. I know that's impossible when you're a fan, but we asked for a new owner. You got the new owner. They made changes. They brought in Alfie. They brought back Cyril Leader. They brought in Jacques Martin. They have made significant changes to this organization. Maybe, and they brought in Steve Steos. Maybe not all that you want done. And I understand that maybe not everybody's happy with the performance of the coaching staff. I get it. But they're not making a change anytime soon at that coaching position. So we have to kind of be patient, let it play out. But Michael Landlauer is not trying to lose you hockey games. He's trying to win and put the best product for this team in the future uh on the ice so just i can we just stop saying you got to fire dj i don't know what michael Landlauer is doing that's all uh, then the best uh bob the best is sense fans must think people have it hurt for them right because they're heading into st louis <laughs> what does st louis do yeah they fire yeah. Craig Ruby. yes and look at edmonton <laughs> edmonton's on Throw fire 
Yeah, but they just fired Baruby, and of course, Ottawa's going right in there, and it couldn't be better timing. Like, it's, <laughs> my God, let's just, just dose the flames with gasoline. Yeah, it's exactly what we're doing, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, man. We've, we've said this. You're not hiring a Band-Aid coach. When you find the coach that you want to be with this group, then you hire him and you make the change. Anything short of that would be a Band-Aid. And these guys have been through enough Band-Aids. Not as coaching staff, but imagine what these players have gone through over the last couple of years losing and getting better. So you can't make a change that isn't a long-term change. So Ann Lauer, again, when it doesn't matter what we think anyway. When you write the checks, you get to do what you want. But I think he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He's taking a really good look at the situation. And I think that the coaching change will happen this summer when he decides what this group needs. Yes. And uh, one more point I forgot. Uh, Pierre Dorian was fired, so they're without a GM. So in order mm-hmm. to get a really good head coach, I've said this before, he's not coming in if they don't have a GM in place, because ultimately the GM is the one that decides if this guy stays or goes. So you right. want to know who your GM is. I think this is who, a f- huge fact who, that we're not paying who attention. Did Saint, uh, who's coaching St. Louis right now? Uh, Drew Bannister. It? Yes. Uh, is he, eight, he came eight, up from the yeah. 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 I played with him. Um, You're I don't the most think... traveled guy in hockey. Oh, <laughs> next to my buddy. <laughs> next to my buddy, silly, Mike Sillinger. Mike Sillinger, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Ottawa would want to go down that road of, of let's just say they decide, decided to let DJ go and then hand the reins over to a Jack Capuano or a Davis Payne. I just don't see that happening. Can't. No, I see Jacques Martin doing it. I don't think, I don't think Jacques wants to be the head. And I'm just guessing right now. I know, but I so, so Michael and Lauer. I don't, think, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think Mike, he'd do that right now. Michael and Lauer and Steve Stales come to you and go, listen, Jacques. You've seen where it's at. You understand. Yeah. Would you, for the next 25 games, help us out and go behind the bench and just try to get us through the end of the year? And then who's who are you putting on as your assistants? Uh, Chris Kelly and John Gruden. No. Um, not, they're not available. So you're going to put – uh, then you got then you got to convince Alfie to go on the bench. Yep. And then and then you're going to have – and, and, and then Ben Sexton. And then Ben Sexton is running – nothing against – like. I understand, just, but Yorkie, at that point, it doesn't matter. If you've yeah, gotten to the point where Jacques Martin is behind the bench or anybody else, it doesn't matter. Fair. Well, we're not, we're, what, fair, what can fair. that? They're, they're last in the, in the East. What more do they? What possibly could happen? Columbus yeah. could lap them. <laughs> I think like, until the I think until the whole I think until the whole games played scenario gets caught up and and you see where this team's really at, um, because. Yeah. You can still keep saying technically. So I think, I think get to that point where the team's doing really poorly and the, and it's and hope is gone. Then then I could see potentially that happen. Not right now though. So it, all right, if you want to go by winning percentage, mm-hmm. instead of them being 16th in the East, they're 14th. So that's like they might as well be at the bottom. They need to make some kind of change. I. I just think for the players, there needs to be some kind of change in order to get them to either realize their potential or sort out what this team needs and figure out how best to find out how to who find you, them. Okay, who are, you, who, who, are we, who are we bringing in? I'm paying. I don't care. I'm not Steve Steos. 
That's you're not doing, my job. <laughs> you're doing exactly what Bob warned you against, a Band-Aid solution. <laughs> but I'm not saying that. They, no, I'm not saying you hire, you bring in Corey Clouston and then you go, here's a two-year deal. I'm saying you bring him in for the end of the season. This is all you're getting. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be the head coach at the beginning of next year. Will you take the job? Nobody's taken that. Jock would. He's just here as an, I, a senior advisor. Yeah, that, and I think that's the role that he's going to want to stay in because that. What? Why would he? It's a lose lose situation for Jock. Hey, I can come down and not make if this he. Team. No, no, he wants to get back into hockey. Him taking this team and showing what he could do may very well land him a head coaching job. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So there's incentive there that's um, intriguing, I guess, would be the word for him. But at the same time, how do you go to somebody and say, hey, our team's shit, but we want you to come down for 20 games and manage it? Like, come come manage this shit show. But wait, Brian, some, like, Brian Murray fired his own coach and went behind the bench. It's I know, not like it's not, it's not intriguing it to, to anybody at this point because if you don't know, I, actually, nobody that comes to take this team over is doing it on a one year deal either. Like, somebody's going to be like, this is a process. These guys don't know how to win. They don't actually That's know what, how to play defense. So it's a, I, yeah. So, it's, so that, there's okay. nothing intriguing about a, a one or 20 game. So we're sitting on our hands then. That's, that's yeah, all the, the talent. Time. The talent level is very intriguing of, 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 and, the, yes. and the age of the players. But it, I do agree with Bob. There, there, there's a process that's going to have to start of if a new guy comes in and he's going to need time to, to implement what he wants to do. And that's very tough to do in a shortened season. And then you're going to say to them, to Bob's point, you're going to say, yeah, I'll come. I'm a good coach. And let's just, let's just say Craig Ruby, for example, everyone's saying, well, let's hire Craig Brewer. Okay. Well then you got to extend them and give them a, a three, four, five year deal or whatever to, to get him to take that. Cause he's going to, all the good coaches are going to have a lineup of teams to get them this summer. Mm -hmm. So the good ones, the good ones. So you better be sure who you want. You better be sure because once you do that, you're, you're getting that guy in a long-term deal, then that's your next coach. So well, that's, that's why they want to kind of a GM. So True. there you go. Yeah. So you got to get a GM too. Like, yeah, let's here's, Hey, new GM. Come on in. Yeah. By the way, meet but, your new coach. We hired him for okay. you. Yeah. But you know who I'd fan. love to see like, and I'm, I, I've been thinking about names for a while. Cause I, I don't have any tie to John Gruden. I don't know him. Um, if you, if you say John Gibson for coach, we're done. Oh, give me Kevin Deneen. <laughs> oh, Kevin Deneen. Yeah. Kevin Deneen was the Former first coach I think he'd be was I actually I didn't know that. Um yep. yeah. I would absolutely love to see him behind the bench. I don't know what he's doing now. I have no clue. Oh, he was um, at one point was coaching the women's national team, right? I think he led them to gold, right? Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> but yeah, I looked him up not long ago. Uh, I'll search he's, him on. Uh, I believe he's As coaching. As of 2022, a head coach AHL of AHL team, isn't he? Is he still the head coach of Utica? Bob, I, I play with him. I, what, what, a, what a beauty. What a great guy. Mystic. Great team. Great team guy. He yep. was, he was on the back nine, but, but great leader, tough guy. I'll tell you what, his, his wife, Annie made the best chicken nacho dip too. Unbelievable. Man, we, he had me over for, that guy made me swim the lake in New York. I think I've told that story, which was insane. Um, Glens Falls? You're, Glens Falls? Yeah, and I had a torn rotator cuff, and I'm swimming while he's in a boat, having a chew, rowing it behind me. Um, <laughs> okay, what were we, what, why were you in Glens Falls, New York? I was coming back from the U.S. national camp. 
Um, okay. And on the way home, and I was so tired and I was so done. And my dad called and said, hey, Kevin Deneen wants you to stop by. And I'm like, I can't. Like, but how do you say no to this, right? I had just been drafted. I hadn't played for him, but it's Kevin Deneen. Um, and then he ended up becoming my first coach in pro hockey. And, uh, still this day, the, the guy that I would outside of Guy, I think the guy that made the biggest impact on me was really? Kevin and I do believe that he would be phenomenal now. Um, yeah. cause he, what I respected about Kevin was the way that he, he played the hell out of you, but if you weren't good, he did not play you. Like he, you knew where you stood at all times. He would look and he would do it in a, in a way that didn't make you embarrassed, but he'd come down and he'd tap me on the shoulder and be like, you're shit tonight. And just like, I would sit like, that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. He would put guys in their place the right way. And I think that he would really, really be a, um, a guy to look at. Uh, the he's still the head coach of Kevin. Uh, I, I don't think that the players know where they stand a lot of times right now. That's what I'll, I'll say. Funny, I'll tell you a funny story about him. We uh, were playing in Edmonton one night, and uh, Dino gets the puck, goes in, fires it, thinks he scored, and he's going crazy. He's going skating up the ice. He's pumping, doing the pumper nickel. All of a sudden, the play keeps going, and he's still celebrating. <laughs> didn't, he didn't score. So Edmonton <laughs> comes up the other way. He's like, what's that? Gets back in the play. And we had it the next day at our video meeting. So we're, oh, going, no. over the, we're going over the goals and going over the plays, and all of a sudden – I think it was Perry Pernwally who, you know, Perry, he's like, yep. oh, by the way, we got this clip of Dino. <laughs> and, it was, and it was perfect camera angle showing him celebrating, but he took it well. I used to, man, I used to, I had so much time for him because I was, and yeah. it's just, and there's what we were talking about earlier. At that time, I was in my mid-20s. And even when you're in your mid-20s, you don't know everything. To have a guy like that around who had been in the league, played a thousand games, knew about working hard, knew about accountability, just those guys are so valuable. They're, it's, they're kind of a lost and dying breed in the game, though, guys. There's, there's yeah. not a lot of, like, a, a lot of teams. Well, look at the good teams see value in them. Look at Vegas. They got some older guys. Colorado brought some older guys. Like, the teams that win always have a few of those guys. I, agree. I I'll love tell you. Uh, I thought I'll tell you one more Dino story before we move on because it was All right. <laughs> so. Dino, I love Dino stories. You know how the minor leagues work. It's kind of it's, you're primarily a weekend league, right? It's not the NHL where you're playing Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever it might be. Um, and we had had uh, we had had a hard schedule, and right when we got home, it was a booster uh, event. And the, again, the minor leagues are different, right? You have to do these things. It's the, the Holiday Inn in Portland, Maine. It's the last thing you want to do after playing three and three is go to this thing. And everybody's like, we, we had made a decision as a team. We're like, hey, nobody's drinking. We have to be in the morning to, to work, whatever. So Dino and Dino happened to be the coach at the head time, um, the head coach at the time. And he was on board. He's like, boys, it's a no drinking night. Let's get back to work tomorrow. Well, Dino got to the booster event a little early and had a little mu too much fun <laughs> early on. So <laughs> the event starts and we're all, you're playing poker, you're doing whatever you're doing. We all sit down at our table and they bring Dino up and he grabs the microphone and he goes, boys. <laughs> so he's talking directly to us while the room is full. And he goes, boys, the shade of the light 
is green. <laughs> so <laughs> you saw you saw 20 guys get up and go straight back to the self-serve bar because we were we'd all made this decision. And the coach goes, the shade of the light is green. The boosters had no clue what we were talking about. Nothing but 20, <laughs> 22 guys did. We went straight back oh, there. Green light. Eh? Yeah, I so love that. We ended up at Margarita's uh bar until two in the morning with Dino. Dino was with us, which is incredible mm-hmm. to me. I, I think that's amazing when your coach can get in the mix like that. The miners are love- different. But I so used to good. love that in the, in the minors after a, you'd you'd win a big game because you like you said it was always on the weekend and and if, and if you didn't play on the Sunday and you won on a Saturday night you'd get back to the dressing room guys are like the light is flashing green boys it's as green as she gets let's go oh. <laughs> a, yeah that, I never uh, yeah even when they were like hey red light I was like oh it's a very amber orange for me yeah <laughs> I'll check check both ways that's a, yeah. I just gotta go quicker that's yeah. all <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we got some work to do. We got to get to the lock of the day. And of course, uh, time now for Did You Know brought to you by Wendy's, which is letting you win real food with your fantasy team this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Uh, for those of you who simply dream of smoking the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of winning combinations. But here's the big secret to lineups. It's all syrup dishes like Wendy's new limited edition chicken strips and French toast sticks. Sometimes the best teammates are the ones you'd least suspect. Sign up and play Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Go to dailyfaceoff.com. Up in the corner on the right is the Survivor Pool icon. Click on that. Uh, pick your daily uh, one of the 10 choices you get to make and win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. Okay, so this is going to help us get, in, get into tonight's game. Vladimir Tarasenko holds the record for most goals and points scored at the Enterprise Arena. Tarasenko has played 319 games at the 30-year-old arena, scoring 140 goals and 283 points, including his two points he scored in his only game as a visitor, which came uh, in April as a member of the New York Rangers. So does that continue today as we get to our Botano lock of the day, gentlemen? Um, Brought to you by Botano, the 2023 EGR award winner for both the best sportsbook operator of the year and best in-play sports operator. Visit botano.ca or download the award-winning app, the fastest, most user-friendly an advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet, hundreds of betting options for all things hockey and nearly every other sport on the planet. Live in-game betting and the most competitive odds in the market. With Botano, the game starts now. And now, let's get into tonight's game. I See, you guys think the coaching change has a positive impact on St. Louis, which it probably should. They've gone through all that. We see the bump. But I'm thinking Ottawa is embarrassed enough as it is. They're going into where Vladimir Tarasenko used to reign, where Brady Kachuk is from and doesn't want to lose anymore, and he's still pissed off about the penalty shot. I I think this might be what Ottawa needs right now. And it's not like yeah. St. Louis is tearing up the league here before we say, oh, a new coach is what they need. That means they weren't playing well. Four in a row. They've lost four in a row. Yeah, and I'm not, yes. I, I'm I'm last. You made me go first um, for the Carolina game, so I'm last. I'm not. You go first, Wally. You just laid it out for Damn us it. quite nicely. So they give up too many goals, St. Louis. Their penalty kill, uh, their power plays last in league one. I can't remember eight eight percent on the power play is tough. To- <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the yeah the power plays last in the league. <sighs> I'm going to say Vladimir Tarasenko and Brady Kachuk will this game to victory. I'm just, mm. I think they're tired. They're pissed off. Anytime you say it's embarrassing, it's tough to say out of your mouth as a professional athlete, even though yeah. it seems like it's a good crutch word. Nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to be embarrassed. I think the players owe it to themselves to respond tonight. 
Ottawa. Mm. Ottawa. Yeah. Take, the, okay. take the under, though. It's a low-scoring game. Worst, uh, one of the worst PKs, Ottawa versus one of the worst power plays. Something has to give in this battle <laughs> of special teams. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking St. Louis because of the coaching bump. But I'm going to stick with my strategy that did me well and taking the Carolina win. I'm going to go opposite of what I think, and I'm going to take the sins. Opposite George. Wow. Okay. Um, again. Well, Bob, I guess you're taking St. Louis. You hate the sins. Strictly gambling uh, <laughs> and don't like the sins. I'm going to take St. Louis. I think the coaching bump, it, it's a real thing. York, you've experienced it. I. It's It's a real thing. New coach comes in. There's just a, there's an energy bump. There's a, things go your Well, he way also bump. just lets them play, right? Like, because yeah. it's new, you don't instill some kind of system. You're like, okay, guys, just you're not making, play. Yeah, you're not making dramatic changes. Um, players feel loose. I'm going to take St. Louis. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Strictly for gambling. I think I think the Sens are going to win the game, but I want... I'm taking St. Louis. Well, I love you. This... Well, I think this is win, coming out I want, on top I, here. I'm I'm only looking at my record, and I want to, I want to bump that. So um, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Blues. I'm gonna sit on the couch and hope that the Suns win. I'm going to a nice early dinner. <laughs> I'll be home. Then, then on Monday you'll be like, "See, I told you, man. I, I wanted the Suns to win. Go Ottawa." Yeah, I'm I'm allowed to hedge. <laughs> uh, blues for the record, sends for the heart. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get like I gotta get a wheel behind me. I gotta change my backdrop. I get one of those wheels. I'm just gonna spin it, and I'll have the sends thing, and I'll have the whoever they're playing, and whichever it lands on, I'll pick because that's where it's coming. I have no idea what these guys well, are gonna do. Who's... I don't know. I, I have no clue what team is gonna show up tomorrow night. Are they gonna be? Are, are they gonna be livid at the performance and show up and play, or are they gonna? Turn in another lackluster one and the goalies are going to get shelled. You have no clue. Zero, that's zero idea. 
I agree. And so they've, uh, by the way, they sent down Yuri Schmeckel and called up Jacob Larson. Oh. I believe uh, as a seventh D, I think that's probably just for the road trip as usual. Oh. Whenever you yeah. go, you have to use it. You always take an extra forward. Uh, Schmeckel, Schmeckel looked like he had the plane warmed up to go back to Europe, eh? <laughs> he was saying, I'm on my way out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I, I don't have the ice time in front that? of me. What's that? Did no, I didn't. That? I didn't have the heart to tweet that, but you could tell by his body language. Yeah, he's on. Did the, you not have a on, gift for that? Oh, poor boot. His boots look awful because even like you're on the fourth line, yeah. you're getting out there. Whatever we played, eight minutes. Just you feel like you're in quicksand. He's like, "What the hell? Get me back to Europe." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, it's a, not tax free over here. <laughs> he played six forty six. Yeah. What do you play the, the the game before he was in the sixes? Six fifty five, so he's played yeah. thirteen forty one, two blocks, one takeaway, one face off lost, twenty shifts. Signed by the old regime. He's basically just getting a couple games. Just he knows he's going back. He's older guy. Yeah, he's like I came and did this, and I had to live in Belleville, <laughs> and I'm going home. <laughs> Belleville's yeah. a great spot. I like Bell Vegas. I got no problems with it, but yeah. His uh, he's over there and being shell shocked, thinking you're gonna make the league. Yeah, it's just, yes. Yeah. He doesn't have the boot, he doesn't have the boots to be a fourth liner to run around no. to be an energy guy. He's, I would but, agree. But everybody said, hey, he earned it out of training camp. Do you know how slow do you know how slow training camp hockey is compared that's to what regular? I'm trying to say that's why training people, camp preseason that, games aren't the same. People that scout training camp and try and get a perspective on what's going to happen during the season should not be allowed to comment on hockey. I would agree. And I think that those are the same people that continued to sign Brandon Bochensky because <laughs> he led, oh. he led preseason hockey every year. And then all of a sudden you're like, why is this guy not scoring? Well, he's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> he's slow, but that's yes, I would agree. And, and they players. also play a ton of games. Yeah. Yeah. They play. Yeah. They play five five to somebody else's three, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in Ottawa, you guys were always playing like nine and 10 preseason games for the money. Way too much. <laughs> there, I think you had 11 preseason games one year or something ridiculous. I'm like, I'll never, I'll never forget the worst trip in hockey is that preseason game in Winnipeg. Oh, it awful. is. You get home. Yorkie, I got home at five 45 in the morning one time. <laughs> And they're like, "Hey, have a day off," and I'm like, "That's that's not a day off. That's that's a, it's insane, um, for 150 grand or whatever it is. Like, oh. and then you go out to Saskatoon and you're playing there. And like, just, what do you mean 100? What do you mean 150 grand? That's what. Well, that's what they they would pay to have a home game, right? So oh yeah, Eugene yeah, yeah, was yeah. like sending us everywhere he could possibly send us for a buck. <laughs> so Melnick's sending you guys to play all these offsite games so you can. That's why you're always doing that stupid uh, craft hockeyville everywhere every time. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm like, why craft hockeyville is a little more palatable it's, because you usually yes. go in and you you have a night before, like not a night out, but a night in the city before you have dinner. Like I played in London, I think area. Yep. Those were good experiences, but then when you walk in at the beginning of the year before camp starts, you would always meet with the coaches, and he'd be like, "What can I do for you?" What can I do? And I, I would always say the only thing that I'm going to ask you for the entire year is to not be on that Winnipeg trip. <laughs> Every year I was on that fucking trip because he's like, well, it's too late in camp. I have to dress most of my roster and I'm in Winnipeg on a Tuesday <laughs> flying out. You can't. Yeah, just what's I'm, the, getting, uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting 
visibly upset thinking about <laughs> which, <laughs> talking about I mean, this right now. Where where's the where's the go to restaurant in Winnipeg? Where are you going in the night before a game in Winnipeg? Uh, room service. <laughs> That's not good either. <laughs> Listen, gonna, I have I have, have, I have a question the city because everywhere else puts whatever down, but Winnipeg uses sand, so there's just sand blowing everywhere. You're standing oh. on the corner; it's the windiest corner in North America. Uh, miserable. Portage in Maine. Um, Winnipeg, Winnipeg <laughs> just taking huge bomb. Hopefully, we don't have any Sens fans listening from Winnipeg right now. They're just getting <laughs> I, I love Winnipeg. Right now. Um, before we go, bug? okay, Bobby, I need to ask you before we go. Penalty shot on uh, Brady Kachuk. Uh, is it to you a penalty? No, or not. It... No. Oh, oh, like what Brady did, or I'm sorry, the no. Is no, it a penalty goal? on Carolina? Absolutely not. No. Um, I think in a one-on-one -on -one situation, which shootouts and penalty shots are the ultimate one-on-one -on -one situation, right? Yep. Free will to do whatever you want. I have no issue with it. Um, I don't like it. Like I would hate it if it happened to me. It's, it's annoying. And I <laughs> couldn't agree more with Brady for the reaction. Like I would have the reaction, but I have no problem with the play. He, he's, he saw Brady look down and made a play. Zero issue what? with it. Who is saying it was a penalty? Well, fans think he trips them. They think it's a Come penalty. On. But in the rule book, it states uh, on penalty shots, the goalie is allowed to do any means necessary to stop the puck without yep. throwing the stick. I, I, I have zero, yeah, zero issue with it. It's the, the goal is the one taking the major chance there because you're either going to get what you got or you're going to get burned and you're going to look extremely dumb. Mm-hmm. So I have zero was, issue with it. I, I wish Brady would have tuned them though. That would have been great because nobody could come <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> Just the two of them swinging. Yeah, that poor kid. Um, but I have, I, I, I think when you're in a one-on-one -on -one situation and it's best on best, which that arguably is the number one situation in hockey that that's going to happen. Any means necessary works. I have no problem with it. He was old school. Did you see the double pad stacker he did in the game too? I think it was yes, Batherson. Yeah, yeah, was it Batherson? I could see if you're shooting there, the guy goes into an old school double pad stack. That guy was unorthodox. I had no problem with it either. Because you you take a chance if you're the goalie. If you're going to come out like that, you can look really stupid. And imagine if Brady just turned the brakes on, went around him. It was good. It, like it was a good. Over top of him. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was, a, it was a smart play. Unorthodox guy. Like, yeah. But, I, but I, just I bet you like, it's not a penalty. I think it should be if you're going to. I can't. I don't think you should be able to trip the skater. Yeah. Like, I, I just you can see I now, Wally. Wally, you can see now why he's got some of the worst stats in the league because I don't think his style holds up if you're going to see him all the time. Yeah, yeah, but next time they play him, you're going to be like, okay, guys, watch it for the double pad stacker, and he's going to charge out at you. Like, this guy plays like a 1980s goalie, which doesn't work in today's game, but. Yeah. Good like, I understand good the rule. I know what the rule says, so I get it. So I don't have an issue that it's not. But I just don't think you should be allowed to trip the skater coming in. So I, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but any play that you're making is a play on the puck in a one-on-one -on -one situation like that. So tripping the skater isn't like you give him a penalty and they go on the penalty kill after he stops the penalty shot. I don't know. I'm just of the nature that if you're in a one-on-one -on -one situation – Anything, I whatever you need. But to if he's do. sliding, yeah. makes him with a stick, makes him like eleven feet wide. 
-hmm. How do you get around that? You don't. You flip the puck over top, and that's all you got. Right. That's that's it. That's it. I would. Yeah. We we would. I mean, we could get into so many different parts of that conversation. Imagine if goalies just two pads stacked and came out on every shoot. Like the game would be so entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Craig Anderson would love. I would watch way more hockey than I do. (laughs) (laughs) I watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't even watch 82. I watch 75 games a year. <laughs> can you can you put in uh your backup for the shootout or is it gonna be the guy that's 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 playing? You can remember Robin Leonard was so bad in shootouts that Buffalo did that to him. He that's he, right, that's right. He got them there and then they took him out. I feel like Ottawa did it one time, but it might have been injury that someone got replaced for the shootout. But I do know they did that to Robin Leonard in Buffalo, yes. And uh, and, and Robin, they did it somewhere Robin else. Good about it because he's like, I'm horrific. Yes. At, at one point, he let in like 13 straight goals on shooters. He just he couldn't get a read on guys. The Leonard. The Leonard. I was one of them. I remember I put him in a blender and scored. <laughs> and he, I remember seeing him after the game. and He's like, I can't. I have no clue what anybody's doing when they come down on me. I just I'm guessing wrong and I've got to get out of the way. That's wild to me. Yeah. How long? How long did you play with the Leonard for? Probably two and a half years, give or take. I, I'd have yeah. to. Yeah, I'd have to like I I can't I don't know two and a half years long enough to see the fish factory that he had at the house before it was snakes it was fish. So that was that when he was living out in Alfie's old house out it's, in the country yes. there, right across from it. Yeah, yeah, you were there too. I, that, yeah, I'm I lived. I li- yeah, I lived across the street. That's a great area out there, right near Lock March Golf Course. Yeah, um, I had a great he rink tr- back there. He tried to bring penguins in. I'll tell you guys a funny yeah, story. He tried to be, yeah, he tried did to did bring wins in. <laughs> did, I tell, did, I, did I tell you guys a snake story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a like they, somebody about found the like, finding it, right? Yeah, bulk like a dead snake out in their like <laughs> gutter. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> was, it, and yeah. I love that he. And then I love the fact that he goes, "Yeah, and that's not mine." <laughs> you have, you're the only person in the area, <laughs> probably in Ottawa. Yeah, he. Yeah. he, uh, he he looked at my, he came to look at my house and his biggest, I think I told you guys this story, but people didn't hear it before. His biggest concern was he wanted to know how much wall space I had in my basement so he could put a shark tank in. Yep. <laughs> okay, yep. I can put my shark tank up here. It'll be perfect. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got the space. I was trying to sell it. So I was, yeah, you're perfect. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this house is made for you, Lenny. Yes. Uh all right, uh, Bobby's going to bill me for the six minutes we're over. So um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll adjourn until Monday, 3 p.m. We'll be back to discuss the weekend games and uh, hopefully Ottawa back on track. Uh, until <laughs> until then, guys, we'll take care. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Thanks right. for watching. Hey, go return that sweater, buddy. Yes. <laughs> He's a 60-year-old man. <laughs> Jobless Pierre Dorian. What a great idea. I got to make her a call for that one. Yeah. Good job, Zinger. (laughs) See you guys. See you guys. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.